Words, conversations about teaching and learning at Shenandoah University, where we talk about working, learning, teaching, and transforming at Shenandoah, and hopefully more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Karen Props for Profs Lucas. Nice. That's yeah. a good nickname this time. Yeah, I maybe, like that maybe that's a permanent nickname yeah. for Karen. So I'm Scott King. I'm one of our hosts today, as usual. I'm a professor in the psychology department. We've also got, as usual, producer Sean Kelly, who's a senior double major in business and esports. And as of last week, the new coordinator of esports production for SU. So he's turning this talent into a career. Thank Ooh you, woo. Sean. And who else is with me today? Uh, Joey Gariziak, uh, director of esports here at SU. Um, also teach a little bit in the sport management program and uh, oversee everything esports at SU. So yeah, happy to be here as always with my wonderful colleagues and another wonderful guest that we'll get to here in just a bit. Uh, but before we do that, our third co-host. Melissa Smeltzer-Craft, uh, coordinator of women's basketball production here at Shenandoah. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> I also right. teach more classes than Joey. Um, <laughs> so does Sean, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, the bar's low. Um, update on where we're at with downloads and everything. We've got 1,294 downloads from our website, subuzzwords.podbean.com. We have a new five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Don't worry. We're up to 10. Yeah. Excellent. Follow, rate, and review. <laughs> I almost just had a heart attack. Holy shnikes. I forgot you in that darn phone. Okay, I'm ready. That was loud, That too, was Scott. very loud. Follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Borrow your friend's phones. Play the sound bar that, that Scott has on his. And subscribe. Yeah, and if you're hearing this podcast right at the end of our previous podcast, we're giving you a double feature this week. Because last week's did not get posted um, last week, so you might be getting two at once. And frankly, I blame Sean and Joey. Wow, Melissa, that's pretty mean to call Sean out like that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in the esports world. And um, so now you get two episodes at once. So yeah. hopefully there are a couple of good ones. Double your pleasure and double your fun. That's right. What do we have uh, coming up in a couple weeks, Joey? Yeah, so a little unique. Uh, May 24th, our next episode will be a quote-unquote live podcast with Cameron McCoy, the provost here at SU. This is for Faculty Development Day. Uh, make sure ahead of time you can email your questions. Um, you can make them anonymous if you want, or you can leave your name on there. It's up to you. To buzzwords at su.edu. If you're a faculty and don't know what we're talking about, check your email from the TTL newsletter. So you'll have a chance to not only hear us, but the plan is to also see us via a Zoom call for the next podcast on the 24th, so in two weeks. Yeah, and there's um, in that email from TTL, I think there's a link to register. So make sure you do that. Right. So we know if anybody will actually be attending this podcast if you're staff you're welcome as well email us and we'll send you that link if you're not su faculty or staff then i don't know why you're listening <laughs> <laughs> but um you can hear the podcast i think you that could just be snipped alone <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I why, don't know why, why you're, you're listening, listening. <laughs> yeah, <we're laughs> i'm the sniffer i'm not gonna snip myself one of you will have to put in the work for that <laughs> that we're gonna yeah just no move more, on no more sniffing <laughs> no more snip talk <laughs> All right, well, our guest today is someone from the College of Arts and Sciences, my home, Dr. Jessica Peacock. Uh, Jessica holds a PhD in sport and exercise psychology and a master's in counseling from West Virginia University. She's currently the assistant dean and director of academic innovation 
in the College of Arts and Sciences and an associate professor of exercise science. Dr. Peacock is a national certified counselor and certified mental performance consultant and provides performance psychology consulting to the athletics department at Shenandoah and in the community. She is also ACSM certified as a physical activity and public health specialist and is passionate about health and physical activity promotion. Thank you, Jessica, for joining us. Thank you all so much for having me. Yeah. Great to be here. So we found out before this recording that Jessica has never listened to podcasts before. How have you any podcast? That? Make yeah, sure not, make not sure just we, our make sure podcast. we clarify. Any single podcast. No podcasts ever. <laughs> have you ever been on a podcast? Never. So we're breaking some sort of seal right now. Oh, completely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now maybe maybe you'll be into podcasts after this. This will be such a great experience. You know, it's it's um it's my obsessive personality. I worry that if I start and that seal gets broken, I will be downloading and downloading yeah. and listening, and that's all I'll ever do. That sounds like happen. Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you need any recommendations, Scott has them all. Yeah. Yep. I try to. That's. But like music, I have no, I have no concept of music anymore. All I do is listen to podcasts. I love podcasts. I actually good. was talking about this earlier. I feel like I could listen to anything and pretend to think I'm smart about it. <laughs> so that's what I'm about, just pretending to sound smart. Yeah, that's that's Scott. That's my you whole can life. relate, right? That, yeah, that's yeah. My, <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. Um, so Jessica, as the Director of Academic Innovation. We thought you'd be a good guest for this season with our theme. Well, you've got to listen. She, she, go ahead, do it. Go uh, ahead. Yes, we this thought. Is, yeah, might as well take out all the bells and whistles here. Uh, it's like that's our transformer sound. Ah, like you know, the movie Transformers. Yes. So yep. you're a transformer. Oh <laughs> We're explaining things. Did I, just, <laughs> did I just do it? Wait, yes. wait, Mel. You don't have to say it. I can use context clues very well. <laughs> So that was actually for, for Jessica to say. Um, she was thinking it. Yes. I can tell with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what made you interested in academic innovation, Jessica? I would say I really wasn't. Um, oh yeah? No, it was not something that I thought about at all. And I was approached and asked to um, kind of lead that charge for the College of Arts and Sciences. And I actually asked, why me? Um, and then it was explained to me very nicely that uh, I'm a big picture thinker uh -oh. and I can see, you know, the, the future and the big things out there and a way to move forward to them. And, you know, I was sold then, I guess. I, I bought that vision of who I could be. <laughs> Someone else's vision of who yeah, you are. Exactly. Yeah, good. Well, I would agree with that vision. Um, I've, when did you start here? 2012, 13? Mm, I think it was 14. Okay. And you had a FYS class way back then that caught my attention, and I was very jealous that I had not thought of this class. Can you tell us about your class? Sure. So my FYS class is centered around empathy and connection. And I utilized um, a popular Tumblr blog called Humans of New York to do that. Are you guys familiar with Humans of New York? I remember your FYS class. I was like, that sounds familiar, but it's because of your FYS class. Yes. So Humans of New York was created by a photojournalist named Brandon Stanton, who had moved to New York wanting to take pictures of people and it really quickly evolved into more of a st storytelling project where in addition to taking pictures, he was collecting people's stories. And I just randomly had come across it one day on social media and was really struck by the beauty of the diversity in the pictures being New York City. You know, you get exposed to all these people who look and sound different from you. But here I am in Little Winchester, Virginia, 
where I don't get to experience those same things in the same way not being in New York City. Um, and so I thought, what a great tool to be able to utilize with students to expose them to all of these different perspectives and people's stories that are different from their own to try and improve their empathy and help them feel more connected to one another and to the global community. Yeah, cool. Do you think it had a, an impact on students? So it was interesting. I taught, I've taught the class a total of three times. The first two times, um, the first time was 2016, and I did give my students a pre and post test okay. on empathy. Um, and I shared some, some research with them that shows that college students have been declining in their levels of empathy for many years now. And so I pre-tested and post-tested them, and they did have a significant increase in that year in 2016. Then we repeated it in 2018 with a new cohort of students, and they also saw increases, but they weren't statistically significant. And then 2020 hit, and that mm. was the last time I've taught the course, and mm. it was completely online in 2020 like in the fall. 2020. Yep. Yep. And the students actually decreased Ooh. across the semester wow. in their empathy levels. Yeah, really stood out to me. Huh. Yeah. It's probably some confounding variables yes. that semester. All, well, for every semester, I think, because students, you know, they self-select into their FYS courses. Sometimes they get their top picks, sometimes they don't. I've had lots of students who have told me over the years, I did not want to take your class. <laughs> I'm so happy I did, though, right? Like, it was such a great experience. But, yeah, lots of variables that could interfere with that. But I think the pandemic definitely had a lot to do with, you know, people feeling disconnected and having a hard time exhibiting compassion towards other people and themselves. Yeah, and we're still, you know, two years now into it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you're from Winchester, right? Do I have to admit that? <laughs> you, you get to admit <laughs> that. Mm, yes, I was born and raised in this area. What's it been like, you know, now working here and, and seeing, you know, like how college students react to moving to Winchester from other parts of the country? It's been interesting because certainly growing up here, the attitude was very much, I have to get out as quickly as hmm. possible. Yeah. Um, I definitely never foresaw myself moving back to this area. Um, and I, I see some of that, you know, in students that are from this area that are coming to Shenandoah. They, they seem to have a bit more of affinity for it than I did, I think. Um, but I would say the students that come to Shenandoah from other areas, I think they find Winchester to be a decent place uh, to be. And certainly they all love Shenandoah, as um, we've seen in our classes and whatnot. But it, it's been strange for yeah. me. Um, it's been a bit of a rocky road to be back here. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. But you, you were out for a little while at West Virginia. And I must say, last time I was there, people spoke very highly of you while I was there. Um, so your name travels far, and you have a great reputation. Um, so you've made an impact, obviously, not only here in Winchester and SU, but other places that you've been. And that speaks a lot to the person that you are and the educator that you are. Uh, but I just want to make sure to pass that on, that there are some people speaking very, very highly of you um, at West Virginia University. Uh, but I wanted to ask you real quickly, like, you said you're, you're a big-picture, forward-thinking person, way better than I am. Like, what is that future of education like? What what do you see, like the TLDR, the too, the too long didn't read, the quick summary of what does the future look like, in, in your opinion, in this, in this role that you're in for how we can transform education to get to where you think we need to be? So every time someone has approached me about taking a role having to do with innovation, I have asked them, are, are you sure the, I'm the one you want for this? Because <laughs> for me, I'm skeptical 
You mm-hmm. have to prove to me that there's a reason to do this, that um, that this should be done. I'm very much an evidence-based practitioner. Um, and so I, I think that was one of my hesitations in being approached as someone, oh, you're the innovative person. Am I really? Because I feel like every time you come to me and say, let's do this, my immediate reaction is going to be like, no, prove to me first why we should do this, which seems, I don't know, counterintuitive to the way I think about innovation and and the way people approach it in higher education. For me, when I think about where does the, where does higher education need to go in the future, it's back to basics. Hmm. For me, being innovative is let's Let's come back a little bit to what the initial goal was in higher education. Figure out how to do it better. And let's focus on making our students good people rather than just good workers. Mm-hmm. I think that's very much the direction we've gone for so long, this consumeristic kind of approach of our students need to get good jobs. Personally, I'm a little more um, interested in my students being good people who will go out and be good citizens of the world. So I'd like this to, to break it down and go back to some basics and figure out, you know, why we're all here and what's most important and what we value in our culture. That's awesome. That's a great way of looking at it. And it is innovative to go back to that way. It's still, that, I think that still definitely applies to that word innovative because it's different, a new way of looking at the way we're doing things. So absolutely applies and it's really cool to have that perspective and be that evidence-based approach where a lot of people aren't that way so it's good to have all these different perspectives and backgrounds and and hear that because that's a really cool way of thinking about that I didn't think about it so I'm glad that you brought that up well I'm glad you think that (laughs) (laughs) I certainly question myself all the time yeah are we ready to dive in I think on some topics here some segments all right great um highs and lows for the week so we'll go around the horn here I, I will begin um, I'm a, we just did this last week and I feel like it rained every day since, so I'm not going to, I'm going to look forward a little bit, which I know is against what we try to do, but, um, <laughs> I am working just three days this week and then I'm going away and I cannot wait. I, it's sad. I'm saying goodbye to my girls this week and stuff, but mm. man, mm-hmm. I am, I, 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 you know, you said this before, just like we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel we're, we're over it and I am over it i just need to separate for a little bit so i'll be going down to the beach and stuff like that so i'm that's my high is looking forward just a few more days to this light at the end of the tunnel that i've been staring at for a year um my low would be the information from the supreme court this week that leaked um just absolutely have been feeling every emotion that can be negative um since we last met as a as a podcast group and just been working through different things and just can't help but think about my own privilege and and being able to have had a child healthy with the aid of not a man but a bank and uh (laughs) just so lucky to not have been in a situation where that any of that was questioned um but thinking about the women I coach thinking about potentially the the women in my son's lives and, and just it's just been crazy so that's my low. Yeah, that's a crappy low. It's it's mine. That that was involved with mine too, specifically Courtney. Um, that hit her hard, as I'm sure every woman and every person who cares about the Constitution and personal rights um, in the United States. Um, part of her low also last week. Well, this is now t- 
becoming like my high and low. So she she had COVID like a week ago. Mm. I think she got her positive test the same day that the Supreme Court decision came out. So she'll kick her while she's down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was she was uh, in a bad place. Um, and you know we had the conversation with Colette. Didn't talk to Sam yet really about that sort of stuff, but uh, we were all pretty down. Um, can I shift to a high? Well, that's the do segment. It, please yeah. do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, high, recent high is that my students are really stepping up. Great they've high. Been, yeah. They've been impressing, like, the hell out of me and other faculty, and I'm getting good feedback from, like, other faculty who judged um, the sure uh, summit, the Shenandoah University mm. Research mm -hmm. Expo. Was that an acronym? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, do we do <laughs> those around here? You it, lost was me. it was a Shenandoah <laughs> okay, University ahead. acronym. That's right. Um, one of my students won for the best undergrad empirical research project. Oh, that's Heather awesome. Jones. Yeah, she did a uh, randomized, you know, IRB approved experiment on the effects of viewing sort of extra thin Instagram images on adults' self-esteem. Mm. So she, um, we set up this experiment online where people viewed images that were either thin or regular bodies or like a control group, and then we looked to see how it affected their self-esteem. And she found that the people who viewed the regular bodies, they had a boost in their self-esteem compared to the people who viewed the overly thin bodies and the... Um, the control group images. So she won the uh, the whole thing, and she got a nice check. Cool. And um, my other students that were there, I heard good feedback on their presentations. So I want to shout out Javisha Combs, Heather Jones, as I said, Carly Lissio, Cassie Dittinger, and um, Casey Morin all kicked butt in their Bunch of badass women right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so it's been a rough semester, I think, for a lot of us, including me, like, mental health-wise. But, like, seeing this, you know, happen at the end where students are really stepping up and doing good work, um, that was a good good boost for me. Awesome. Joey or Jessica? Who's got one right now? Scott, you pick. Uh, Throw Je it. Jessica, how about you? I would say my my high from the past week was getting to celebrate Mother's Day. Um, being a mother is a really important role in my life. I have two little girls, which unfortunately connects to my my same low as you all and losing or seeing a future where it's most likely that we'll be losing several mm -hmm. constitutional rights potentially, and those particularly that are likely to impact my daughters in the future was and has been a real challenge and. I've struggled with that a lot recently of, of just being concerned about the future and what it looks like for my children. So trying to, to really celebrate and enjoy yesterday and, and just focusing on being with them and being a mom and um, appreciating all the wonderful the gifts they bring to my life. That was uh, a happy moment yesterday. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, highs, um, I guess for the last week, I got my official letter that I was promoted to full professor. Hey -o. So Congratulations. very excited about that. Sound effect, we need it again. Mm -hmm. Thank All you. All right. Um, yeah, so th that was cool. I'm glad to see that uh, came through. Um, that is, for anybody that's gone through any kind of promotion process for faculty, that is a process to go through. Process. Um, just, just Even just applying is a, is a massive process. Necessary, I get it, but it's a process for sure. Um, my low, um, I, I mean, I piggyback and echo everybody, everybody here about constitutional concerns, uh, but also the fact that 
I had a great esports event this last weekend. Um, the downside is that I put in about 30 hours between Saturday and Sunday here on campus, which means I completely miss Mother's Day. And uh, my wife is not thrilled about that, so I'll what? be putting in some extra work <laughs> uh, to make up for that, and I, I definitely will. Uh, but it's uh, the burnout is, is a real thing. Uh, I'm absolutely exhausted. Great event. Uh, a lot of high schoolers here, a lot of other colleges and universities. We had a, had a lot of fun, and, and uh, it's always fun running events like that and kind of being in the moment, but it's absolutely exhausting at the same time. Uh, especially about this time of the year, you're like, oh my gosh, can we get to the end? And we got another one this weekend, but having to miss Mother's Day was a cherry on top as well. It was just like, oh my gosh. Um, so my fault for not good planning when I was planning this event, um, I also felt like Mother's Day was early this year. I felt like it was the second week last or next year or last year. Yeah, everything's distorted because we started the semester late, I think. Yeah, like that, that extra, that J term that pushed us back an extra yeah, week or two. Yeah, and then usually it's like Apple Blossom, yeah. Mother's Day graduation, we're out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, again, great event, but it is it wasn't great missing Mother's Day uh, for my wife. You know, I got to get her a little bit of dinner last night and I called my mother. And so I got a little bit in there, but I'll be making up for that. In deservedly so going forward. Got some credit to, to build. Back yeah, I got, I got to work on that. Um, moving on to our next segment, uh, Jessica, this, these will kind of the rest will be just for you um, as our special guest here. Uh, we'll go with a Hornet hot take. So your chance to rant about something that you want to or want to see transformed. So as you were just speaking um, and saying how many hours you put into this event it, and the fact that you were promoted, congratula congratulations. I actually also received word of that. I have my meeting today. Yeah, oh, I do too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll be full professor. And yes. I do the, the siren again. Yes. Woo -woo. All right. Siren air horn. Yes, Thank JP. you. The, the Gen Xer in me really responds to that sound. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so I've been really been reflecting on the last two years and just how much of my time has been taken up by the pandemic. Mm. Um, and so, like, clearly I met my response, exceeded my responsibilities for scholarship, actually. The first year of the pandemic, I managed to be really productive, which w is why I think my burnout levels are so high now. I just, I, sure. I went too hard. Yeah. But I knew that my promotion was coming up and I wanted to make sure that I was going to get everything done. So for the last two years, then, um, I would say I've put in over 100 hours of writing letters to the editor and oh, yeah. um, emails to the school board and the superintendent trying wow. to combat misinformation. Wow. Um, and so that that's a lot of time and all of it's fully sourced. I cite and back up yes. everything, all of the information that I give out to people, I make sure is coming from somewhere legitimate and that it's good information. And it really bothers me that we, we don't do that in society overall, that social media and the internet has just let misinformation and disinformation run rampant. You know, our local paper is a, a really good study in that because they will publish anything. Yeah. And the absolute crap that people write and that they're publishing for hundreds of other people to read blows my mind. So if there was anything that I could do about that and to curb the spread of misinformation, I think it's one of the biggest problems facing our society right now, and we need to be doing a whole lot more about Good it. Good thing it's just hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. I was actually going to ask you how many hours it takes you per one of those letters, because Jessica has written some some killer letters to the Winchester Star, like as, as she said, with sources, yeah. with 
back. That takes a lot of time and it effort. It does. It yeah. takes a ton of time. I would say per letter, it, it probably took me somewhere between 10 to 20 hours yeah. per letter. Yeah. Um, because I do. you have to turn them around quick because there'll I, be some absolutely. BS in there and you're like, oh, hell no. And exactly. Then, so every time a letter would be published that I knew, like, I can't let this one go. I've got to combat this. I, it would take up the next 24, 48 mm-hmm. hours. And that would be all that I was doing and immersing myself in finding the correct data, mm-hmm. being able to back up what I said. The first letter I sent to the local paper, I actually did include hyperlinks and citations to every source, and they didn't, they wouldn't publish oh, it yeah. that way. Scott so. reads uh, hyperlinks, so he's really good <laughs> at that. So it's good to <laughs> connect the two things. That's a deep pull there. That's good. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I'm, I'm skilled at reading HTTPS colon slash slash on on podcasts. Makes for really quality recording. <laughs> But so if I had if I had read your letter on the podcast, I would have included the full hyperlink. Thank you. And I it, would appreciate yes, that. Yes, they, they were quality. We need letters. to provide our sources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Next segment. Anybody? Question mark. Jessica, is there something you do, and you're not sure if anyone else does this thing? Yeah, so I'm still really active with the Wordle and been wondering if I'm the only one left or if anybody else is still really into the Wordle in the same way. And I mentioned my obsessive, you know, kind of personality tendencies and I don't just have the Wordle. Like there's like 10 Wordle knockoffs now. Mm -hmm. And so I'll try and play as many of the, which completely defeats the purpose. The Wordle came out and I thought this is great because it's one word. (laughs) It takes like five minutes to do and it satisfies that itch for, you know, a word puzzle. Oh no. Then all the knockoffs came along and like I could spend an hour doing different Wordle games every day if I let myself. So I still enjoy Wordle very much. So I'm really glad to hear that, that I'm not the only one. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a lot of people do. I'll say just a from based on, my, based on my based on my. I've never done one. Yeah. My, my wife does them every morning. And I she see loves all them. The, all the green and yellow squares on Facebook. I'm like, okay, they got their wordle today. Yeah, they must have nailed it. Or I see the ones that they get frustrated because it's like one letter difference, and there's like four or five different tries, yeah, and they're yeah. still missing that one letter that's different. I also heard there's a hurdle. Where it's like a, it plays a sound clip, yeah. And you get a song. That's kind of a cool idea to yeah. me. I haven't tried it, but that's kind of a cool idea. There's a geography one Ooh. where you oh. have to figure out the uh, country that's being referenced. Oh yeah, I'm okay. telling you. Oh, they're all over the place. They're all over. <laughs> I'm gonna the have place. to do the geography one. Yeah, that's, that's our that's podcast one for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I really podcast? like there's there's now the cross wordle, which is basically like a backwards wordle where you have to they start you with the the green and what the word was, mm. and then you have to work your way backwards and fill in all the other tiles um, with you know four or five guesses that are wrong. That are yes, not the word. Exactly. And oh, so you have wow. to figure out where to put in the letters that were used but in the wrong spot. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It is. Yeah. But this is why you're going to live to be 120. I'm not the only <laughs> nerdle in here. <laughs> nerdle. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Nailed it. Wow, wow, wow. Awesome. On that note, uh, buzzing about. Anything you're emotionally buzzed about lately? Well, sure. So this month, the month of May, is Exercise is Medicine Month. Um, Exercise is Medicine is an initiative that was created by the American College of Sports Medicine to help promote physical activity for both physical and mental health. And so I'm always excited to be able to share and talk about the benefits of physical activity and encourage everybody to go out and get moving throughout the month of May and always. And our exercise science department, they go big. Yeah. With the 
EIM month, right? We do. Well, so some awards. It's really confusing. There's Exercise as Medicine on Campus month, okay. which is October. And so actually I created a class um, titled Exercise as Medicine, which um, encourages and gets students to be able to complete academic credit for designing all of the programming for Exercise as Medicine on Campus month. As part of that, we participate in the mascot challenge as well, mm -hmm. which we've won um, an award in every year running since I think 2018. Um, so that occurs in October and then exercises medicine month is um, throughout the month of May. Cool. Wow. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah, I love that. Love seeing those posts. I always keep up with those on Facebook. Those are fun. Um, Go into our last segment, uh, buzzword breakdown. Talk about a buzzword that you try to embody in your work at SU. So as we talked about earlier around my FYS class, my word would definitely be empathy. Um, empathy is something that's incredibly important to me personally as well as professionally. And I really do try in every class that I teach to include content that will help students develop their empathy. Um, not just for other people so that then when they go out, they're professionals who are empathetic and can be good listeners and understand multiple perspectives, but also to be able to show themselves self-compassion and um, to be kinder to themselves because it seems as though there's a real deficit in kindness right now. Sure. Great word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always great to hear these words. I love these. Every single episode. And they're always, I don't think we've ever repeated a word. Yeah, I, I think we have. You're wrong. We're getting the nod from from Sean. From Wilson over there. Wilson <laughs> through the fence is uh, no. You're wrong. We have repeated a couple of words, yeah. but everyone's take has been unique yeah. and different yeah. and nuanced. Yeah. yeah, and it's been good. You know, worthy words like collaboration. Right. Sure. Or or empathy. I feel like we might have had empathy. Like that might have been. Was that Alita's? I was gonna say could have been Alita's. That like was episode very first one. one we ever wow. Did. Very first episode. It was something along a those lines. Yeah. Your take Compassion. is two years of life post that so yeah. i mean a lot of weight to your word and awesome. just added from the last two years so all right well jessica thank you for being our guest today thank we you all so much for having you. me is there anything you want to plug coming up anything you want people to know about exercises medicine month is happening um no i'm like melissa over here i'm gonna check out as quickly <laughs> as i can so if i were to plug anything i would encourage everyone to check in with yourselves um see where you're at and if you feel at all as though you're experiencing some burnout that you need to rest and you need to practice good self-care and i know that's where i'm at right now so i'm gonna um, be radical and practice some some self-compassion and take a little bit of time off all right. Well, speaking of burnout, our sponsor of the day. Oh, here we I, are. I, I, I want I want you to know that I I peep this. I'm not gonna say, not gonna spoil your joke here, and I giggled. This oh, is I did funny. Too. Go ahead. <laughs> our sponsor of the day are the signs in the HHH bathrooms that say "No smoking in the bathroom." 1993 called. They want their signs back. <laughs> So if you're burned out or, <laughs> or <laughs> you are a burnout. I'm picturing like Ferris Bueller <laughs> smoking smoke. in the bathroom or something like that kind of era. Yeah, don't smoke in HHH, especially not in the bathrooms. That will be They're in clearly violation. Posted. In Obviously violation smoke the in the elevator. Policy. That's where I smoke <laughs> in HHH. <laughs> <laughs> Stairwell, the elevator. That's right. It all works. Um, so, yeah, thanks for sponsoring us. No smoking signs. 
uh, our email, send us something. Buzzwords at su.edu. Our website, subuzzwords.podbean.com. Next week, which will be, well, our next, next episode, yep. which will be our last episode of this season. This is, is a, a bonus. This is a bonus, bonus episode. episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We fulfilled our contract. <laughs> now we're, we're in bonus time here. Um, Cameron <laughs> McCoy, the provost of Shenandoah University, we're going to talk to him as part of Faculty Development Day. We already told you all about that, so please tune in. And until then, keep, keep on, on buzzing. buzzing.